for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I know I'm suffering from the food comas and the, you know, overeating, but we're back at it. It's Friday. We're ready to get there. We have a very special guest. We have Dave Herrera. How's it going today, Dave? Not bad. How are you, Tom? It's, uh, I'm following in your same footsteps, man, just kind of in that relaxing mode, trying to kick it, kick it into overdrive and uh, get, get into this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely a food comatose. <laughs> yep. I, I think the only thing that like actually got me out of bed was I knew I didn't have any like breakfast food at the house. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm going to go run to Target or something and deal with all the black friday craziness but it it really wasn't that bad here so it was like all right i'm good yeah it wasn't that bad here either i was out running around but uh, a buddy of mine he sent me a picture of what he was eating yesterday and it looked amazing so i'm gonna try that tonight he had a he made he deep fried some tortilla shells um threw in some turkey some stuffing mm-hmm. um a little bit of mashed potatoes and, and a bunch of cheese and made uh uh like thanksgiving tacos it looked oh, amazing nice. So I was going to try that out tonight, man. That, is, that sounds <laughs> when awesome. we're done here. I, I still have to try out my – I about five years ago, before I moved to um, – or one year uh, when I was living out in New Mexico, I had this idea for Thanksgiving pizza, basically taking all the leftovers and just making a pizza out of it. So it would be like the stuffing was your crust, and then like gravy is your sauce, and, you know, just kind of like figuring it out. And I've not been able to get it to work yet. Like I just <laughs> like th- there's a method to the madness, but and there's always a YouTube video, and someone else hopefully has tried it or come close to trying it. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. let me know when you get that done, and I'll let you know how these tacos turn out. Awesome. Yes, <laughs> anything with cheese, turkey, and stuffing, mashed potatoes. It's like, come on. Yep, can't go wrong. You really can't. So, <laughs> but before we kind of jump into everything, I want to thank you so much for giving us the time to sit down and chat. I know we were supposed to do this last Friday. But since we do this kind of live with the video component, I know there was some scheduling issues going on. So I'm glad we were able to get it squared away and get you on here. I'm really excited to talk about Hollywood sign and, you know, and, and get to know you a little bit more. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Um, yeah, sorry about last week. Normally, I, I try to be punctual with my meetings, but I was on the road uh, headed down to a Little League um, a tournament with the kid. And oh, nice. I thought it was I thought it was going to be an audio call, so I was like, "Sure, I'll just I'll just jump on the audio call with Tom um, while I'm driving down here." And they said, "No, it's a Zoom call." I said, "It has to be Zoom." They said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, you know what? I can do it while I'm driving, but I won't be looking at the camera mu- camera much." Yeah. And she said, "No, no, let's reschedule." I was like, yeah. "All right." I, I was, was you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like I'm not overly protective about that stuff so it's like if it's a hundred percent of an inconvenience yeah let's reschedule like i'm not that much of a stickler about it you know whereas there's some places where it's like no this is live we have a schedule to maintain you know and it'd be this huge drama it's like nah 
Well, 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 I, I appreciate you having the flexibility, yeah. especially the day after Thanksgiving. So yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. <laughs> but um, so for the people that are listening and watching that don't know who you are, what's kind of a brief overview? Who are you? Where'd you come from? What got you into music? That sort of stuff. Um, my name's Dave Herrera, um, as, as you introduced at the beginning. I, I started out dabbling with music in high school with some buddies and um, just started kind of growing into it, just loving. Uh, obviously, I've loved music since I was a kid. Um, writing and just writing and writing and writing. And I basically just dump my life experiences on a paper and try to uh, formulate some sort of uh, uh, song. Um, and then I'll get together with buddies and they'll play some instruments, et cetera. But it started out in high school. And then I just started dabbling with it and I, re I really wanted to make it make it a career and it just it it started really uh, uh, consuming my life and I was like man you know uh, I need something to kind of pay the bills or whatever so I just jumped in tried, uh, uh, found a job and I said hey you know what I'm going to keep continuing to write and when I get some money and I can afford to get into a studio and my buddies are still around and they want to they want to um go to the studio and put some instruments down and, and, and formulate these things into a f finished product. Um, I, I'd love to do that. So we ended up doing that. And, um, I've, I've created 15 songs. Now the intent is to put out an album, but we're going to start releasing singles one at a time. Mm -hmm. The first one that we released is, is Hollywood sign. Uh, that song is basically from my experiences hanging out in LA, which isn't that often, but whenever I'm down there, that song or that, that sign's so powerful. And it's just been such a great time when, when I've hung out with my, my wife down there in, uh, in the Santa Monica, Hollywood, Beverly Hills area, whenever we're out shopping and just checking out the history of Hollywood. That's, that's really what tied me into that is the Hollywood sign, the history of Hollywood, everything that goes down, um, in that industry, um, all the production, uh, the creators, the writers and everybody in, in Hollywood itself. So I tied the story in with really hanging out down there with my wife and, and ending the night up there on the Hollywood sign. You could actually, a friend of mine took a picture of the Hollywood sign um, on Wednesday. Uh, he was up there with his, he stays down at a, um, a vacation timeshare in Newport. And he said, you know what, we're going to go up here and hike to the sign. So they were hiking to the sign. And as, as they were almost to the top, they took a picture of it and sent it to me. And they, they said it was just such a wonderful hike. So if anybody's listening that wants to go down there and check it out and spend some time on that beautiful hike up to the sign and take some pictures and just enjoy yourself, there's beautiful views up there. So uh, that, that's one of the songs, the Hollywood sign. There's a new one that we're releasing in January, on January 29th, called Visiting Nashville. Mm -hmm. It's more of an up-tempo uh, song has a, 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 a California vibe was uh, also meshed in with a, a Nashville vibe. I'd say most of my sound is California meets Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that song will be coming out. We're going to start doing some um, teasers and stuff next week and I'll make sure you get that Tom. I'll send you over a teaser video and stuff, but uh, there's a, there's a gamut of video videos and, and, and songs that we're going to be releasing there soon. Awesome. So this was, this has been kind of your first, journey into like the recording studio and like professionally releasing music sorry what was that somebody was calling in oh you're in. um so this has been kind of your so with like hollywood sign in this group of music is this has been your first like foray or your first journey into recording music professionally 
I've, I've dabbled with uh, re- doing some recording and stuff, obviously, I, I, at home. I have a little production studio and stuff that I, I do most of my writing and try to formulate songs. But it's, it's like I call it scratch tracks. And then um, I've, I, I've been to the studio and recorded um, over the last many years. But t- taking it seriously, planning it on a project, um, it really didn't really, it didn't start that way. I, I went into the studio, started recording and then p- let some friends and family listen to the songs. And they said, look, man, you need to start releasing this stuff. It's actually mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. So I said, all right, you know what, let me record some more. So we got up to probably eight to 10 songs and, um, they were, um, my wife was like, you got to just put it out. So I, I talked to a friends of friends and, and, and ended up, um, getting hooked up um, with, with some like marketing Aristo mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, Jeff Balding, who's helping me mix, mix and, uh, uh, co-produce the project. Awesome. And so we just said, you know what, let's release them one at a time. Let's go for it and uh, see how it goes. But yes, this is like my first, like just, I'm diving in head first yeah, I got you. <laughs> into the music how, industry. How, how long's, uh, this, uh, recording process been going on for like just like these 15 songs that you've recorded how long have you been about about two and a half years now okay so so basically you've been recording and then the covid pandemic came along and kind of ruined your release strategies or did it not actually no i didn't i didn't plan on when once covid came i mean i i had these stack of songs and i was like you know what i'm gonna record some more mm-hmm. and i started record uh, we started writing over the phone and stuff it, it just became a lot different and i said you know what i'd like to i'd like to re- uh, release these i, I guess h- how would i go about doing this especially in this pandemic and i when i talked to a couple people in the industry they said look we're not even sure mm-hmm. what's going on in the music industry yeah um we're everybody's trying to figure it out right now. There's no live shows. Typically people will go out and do live shows to promote their music. So mm-hmm. um, everybody's kind of falling back to the streaming platforms and then, mm-hmm. and then zoom, the zoom stuff started picking up. Um, writing of the phones was picking up and I was like, look, we don't even have any videos shot for these, for these songs we want to release. So I talked to my buddy, Sean, who, who's the director and who, who shot the videos. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, man, let's just find some family and friends that want to be in the music videos and we'll go ahead and shoot this and we'll be safe about it. So, so we decided to do that. And, uh, I talked to Aristo and Christy Watkins and her team and, and, um, Jerry Duncan and Lisa and, uh, Rick with Marco promotions. And they said, look, why don't we just, we'll release the first one Hollywood sign in September. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's have some fun with it. And, and then we'll figure out a strategy on the second one. Yeah. And then we'll figure out the strategy on the third one and kind of just grow, grow into the new year. Yeah. yeah. Just go from there. Yeah. There's, you know, it's interesting because you'd mentioned that, when you were kind of getting gearing up and playing with the idea of turning this into an album and starting to release music that was like right when COVID hit and nobody knew what was going on in the industry. And shortly after COVID hit, there was several, or there was bands that were in one of three positions. They had just gone into the studio and uh, so they had a bunch of music recorded or they were getting ready to go into the studio, or they just have not been in the studio, they've not been writing, and they were just caught completely off guard. Um, And so it's always interesting where you got these music, like a guy in your position where you have music ready, you're going back to record more, okay, how do I release it? 
because traditionally, if you're going to release an album, you know, you want to get out and you want to tour off it or sh play shows to support it. And then once COVID kind of hit, then they started shifting more to singles, which I think you've, I think the in music industry is moving more towards singles anyways, with just in general before COVID. But that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing too. Um, yeah, our, uh, the goal was to, to uh, re release a, a few tracks and then go out and do some shows. That was really the goal this year. Mm -hmm. um, and we're, our, that's our goal next year. We're just going to move it to next year. And, and yeah. just it's been a great learning experience with this first song, too. I mean, it's music industry and getting out there and marketing a song and, and uh, trying to get in front of people. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it, it's, a, it's a big job. It's not easy. No, it's not. Did you um, always know that Hollywood Signs was going to be the first single out or were you uh, kind of playing with a couple of ideas? No, not at all. Actually, um, I probably talking to um, Jerry Duncan and, 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 and the radio promotion group that's helping me um, promote this track, Hollywood Sign, um, said that they, they recommend coming out with this one and coming out with uh, the next track, Visiting Nashville, and then there's a third track um, that Actually, there's a third track that they were talking about coming out with, but we might change that to a new track that we just recorded. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I mean, I was, I was open to releasing almost any of them as the first track, to be honest with you, but um, they just said, let's go out with this one. Uh, they felt this one uh, being the first one and just trying to build a foundation mm -hmm. uh, is the one we should start with. So, yeah. and I, I don't know what, if there's any science to it or anything like that. Um, it's a good driving tune. Um, it's mm -hmm. just one of those tunes you listen to a few times, it starts kind of growing on you. Yeah. Um, it, it, from my perspective, it's the right song in the, in the matter or in the fact of it's upbeat enough that, you know, it puts people in a good mood. And, but there, there's enough there to get people thinking about it. You know, just kind of thinking what you're talking about. Whereas if yeah, you were to come yeah. in with like a like a super sad tune, you might catch the uh, the feel and the vibe of oh he's just going to be another depressing songwriter that's out you know so I yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it sat right in the pocket of this is a good first song to come out so I think you nailed it I think that's why they wanted to go out with this one first so people are like huh what what else does this guy have you know what I mean um, and I mean it's uh, the music that I have is kind of all across the board. Um, I have up-tempo stuff. I have what they would call like um, tailgating uh, mm -hmm. party rock type of music. Um, I've got some stuff uh, uh, tailored more towards the female demographic. Yeah. Uh, uh, stuff that is kind of, you can hear it in the club. Yeah. Um, and also line dance, you know what I mean? Line dance at yeah. the country clubs. Yeah, so just a mixed bag. And, and you know, it's just, what's funny is the music just comes about based on starting out uh, uh, with an idea and just yeah. putting it in paper and that's kind of how it evolves. It's not like we're writing it specifically for a specific sound or anything like that. It just comes out. So the way, yeah. it, the way it does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So for Hollywood sign, you released a music video for it. That did that come out the same day as the single or did you wait like a week or two? And no, good question. Um, the single came out at the beginning of September and the video came out, I think the first week, the end of the first week of October, maybe the second week of October. Um, 
that's see that's one of those learning curves do you drop the single when the when with the music video is it is it good or bad do you drop a lyric video with it it's it's one of those learning curves and what people are saying is you should probably drop the single with the music video at the same time so mm-hmm. i think on the next single we'll drop the music video along with the single at the same time yeah um, you know it, it's one of those things because it, it's like you mentioned it's a weird like do you you're damned if you do damned if you don't um because it's like, okay, where do you want more of your attention? Do you want people to go to Spotify and stream it? Or do you want people to go to YouTube and watch the video? I think right now, more people are prone to go to the music video. And then that way, it's like, okay, I like this song because like we're visual creatures. So seeing the music video, cool. Yeah. And then- yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, trying to figure out the demographic too, what's interesting is, the first song we've kind of figured out what the demographic of mm. people are. The second one, it may cater to the same demographic and maybe open up to be more broad. So um, like some people I've talked to that have watched the music video said, yeah, you know, when I hear this song, this is my feeling when I hear the song, when I see the music video, this is my feeling when I hear the music video. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting how it gives a different emotion when listening to it in the car versus watching the video itself. So it does, different things for different people. And I think that's for, for each song, we need to learn how that works. It's yeah. a weird psychological thing, I guess, but um, it all comes down to just the music in general and, and how we write and then what the video, how the video turns out. And uh, it's just, it's interesting. It's a good learning curve. Yeah, absolutely. So for the music video, um, you'd mentioned that once you realize or once you started putting together that you're going to release this as a single, you wanted to, and the pandemic kind of hitting, you wanted to get a, some video together. So you brought family and friends in some of the stuff in there. It looked like it was like home movie type stuff. Is that yeah. like actual okay. home footage or did you guys like recreate that? Yeah. So the Hollywood sign video, there was just, there was one camera guy, uh, Sean, who's the director, Brian, who's uh, his assistant. They're both friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was there tagging along, obviously. And then it was Gabby, uh, who's the actress, and Eric, who's the actor. So what we did is we asked um, them to bring a handheld video camera so we can get uh-huh. some cool footage of them kind of playing around. Yeah. So Sean would get his shots of, uh, of them, and then he'd get them sh- their, his shots of them again holding the camera with them playing so he can go back and forth with it. Okay. So okay. it's an interesting way to tie in and make it more personable. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if that's the emotion it gives you, maybe it doesn't. Yeah. But it was tying in and making it feel a little bit more vintage too, you know what I mean? More, more ho- Hollywood, more uh, – history and kind of tell the story of, of the couple that's just kind of going out there being playful and having fun yeah, on, on the streets and, and the city. So absolutely. Those little handy cams, they give you such a specific look. It's really hard to recreate like this home, like the home movies have such a specific look that unless you're like a really skilled photographer and want to put a lot of time into color grading and like all that stuff, yeah, it's- you're absolutely right, and that's kind of the the, the feel we were we were going for with it. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that came across. But more importantly, we had we had fun making that video. It was a great time. I mean, it, it was just it was wonderful, and uh, we we spent a, a day and a half out there running around in the streets of of Hollywood, Santa Monica, Beverly Hills, and 
it, it was a lot of fun. We, we stayed out until probably two in the morning, um, get some of those shots. Like for example, there's that shot of uh, Gabby and Eric when they're at the, um, there's a, a, a landmark in, in Hollywood where it has all the, all the different lights on the light posts. Um, I forgot what they call it, but uh, we, we were out there. It was probably one thirty in the morning and they had a security guard on site just to make sure uh, homeless and stuff didn't, weren't camping out and people weren't um, vandalizing the place, but it was, it, it was pretty cool to be running around there. And especially it was very, it was odd because normally the place is packed and there's traffic everywhere, but with the pandemic, it was like nobody. Yeah. So it was like a movie set of our own <laughs> yeah. as we were going around getting these shots. So that's, that's the cool. interesting thing about the pandemic is as long as you're not bringing like a whole group of people, you're going to, I've noticed people are getting a little bit more slack these days when trying to do something, I guess not dangerous, but a little bit outside of what they would normally allow. Like it's, yeah, as, as long as you're not being ridiculous with it and bringing in 800 people, you know, usually usually it's not a big issue right now. It was just the five of us. We kept it so low key. It was like, I mean, it was so, so low key. And yeah. uh, obviously so it, we have social distancing. So we all like kind of were standing six feet or more yeah. away from each other and, and whatever, just playing it safe. But yeah, we, we weren't running around with the whole entourage yeah. <laughs> and VIP laminates or anything. <laughs> it was just us trying to shoot, shoot, shoot a, a video uh, with, with uh, some buddies, some friends and, trying to make the best out of it yeah absolutely absolutely so um how often do you like to get out and perform live as far like obviously pandemic right now is uh preventing that one from happening but normally when there isn't a a pandemic how often do you like to get out to perform live well next year our goal is and we're working on shows now but um I, um we're, we're gonna try to get out as much as we can i don't think there's it's gonna be like a all full year long tour. I think we're probably going to have like, for example, maybe a show on a Friday and Saturday. And then mm. a couple weeks after that, maybe head down South Lake Havasu or San Diego or maybe San Jose and put it, put a show together maybe every, every few, few weekends um, throughout the next summer, if we can possibly get that done. Um, so that's what, that's what we're going to be trying for, for next year. But um, obviously we'd like to get out as much as possible and try to uh, just have fun and, make people happy. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, a, there's a joy in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. absolutely. You know, and like the fact that you have a family probably makes it a little or a lot more harder, a lot harder to get out and do the extended three week trip or whatever, especially if you know, it's not going to end up help pay the bills, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, that's a great point. Um, my family's super supportive of it, totally. So they're like, look, if a three-week stint came, came, if it was available, if it was longer, I mean, we could do that. That's not a problem. So um, it just, uh, we, we'd evaluate it. I mean, it, it has to make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, so, absolutely. absolutely. Yes, it has to make sense. And if it makes sense, then absolutely we'd jump on the opportunity for sure. Awesome. So um, have you been experimenting with any of like the virtual live shows online at all during the pandemic since that's, kind you know, of there, there's, um, yes and no. So there's, there's a, sh uh, a live acoustic version that we have. It's a mashup that we have of, uh, four songs. It's coming out December 9th on countrybeat.com, countrybeatmagazine.com. 
and it's going to be a mashup of uh, the song I have called Aging Man. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's going to have Visiting Nashville. It's going to have um, Hollywood Sign. It's going to have uh, my, first, uh, uh, my First Six Nine. So it's going to be a four-song mashup of that. It's going to be a live performance So um, uh, from the studio. So once we get that out there, we're going to start doing more of that. Um, so I, I haven't really been dabbling a lot with uh, like the acoustic, the acoustic versions, which we will start releasing some of those coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to get some more songs out there and more, some more content. Yeah, absolutely. But I didn't want to confuse people with releasing the first single and then mm-hmm. coming out three or four songs set and they're like what's going on here you know what i, I kind of yeah. i like this one but i don't like that one or whatever um yeah. so i was told hey let's put some focus on uh, marketing this song and then work on the second one and start putting some other uh teasers out there i have some future songs we're going to release which we'll do and i'll make sure you're on that email and we'll keep you up to date with that tom awesome i really appreciate it so yes. outside of music what's your what are some of your hobbies what do you like to do outside of music Man, I'm um, taking it. You're a Giants fan from the hat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Our family, uh, huge Giant fans. I, I, I like collecting the Giants hats too. It's yes. one of one of those I little. Don't have my hat, but I'm a White Sox fan, so. Yeah, love, love baseball in general. Just yeah. awesome. So, I love hanging out with the kiddos at their baseball games. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we have a ranch property out here, um, in uh, Wheatland, California. Um, it's near the Amplifier, mm-hmm. and so we go out there and we ride side by sides. Uh, dirt bikes. Um, I, I like working, uh, pulling out the tool kit and working on the side by sides when they break down, just getting dirty, having fun, mm-hmm. letting the hair down. Um, just to, I love going to live shows. That's one of my biggest hobbies. Yeah. Just kicking back, drinking a few beers, hanging out with friends and just listening to good music, yeah. running, running amok. That, that's yeah. one, of, one of my main hobbies. And unfortunately we, we don't have that now. So hopefully we'll have that again next year. Yeah. Um, so just kind of hanging out with family. Okay. doing that and kind of yeah get, getting stuff done yeah i feel you. So. yeah it's uh I've, I've missed shows like nobody's business like we, we're starting to get some shows coming back here in texas uh like some, uh, at the some of the smaller venues but you go there at at to like a bar of a that has like a capacity of like 50 people anyways and you go there at uh, 50% capacity, and it's like, man, there's nobody here. Like, the band's playing in front of nobody, and it's just, <laughs> it's such a weird feeling that I just, yeah, it, it's not the same. It really yeah. is. Yeah, they're talking about getting this whole thing, the, the vaccine fixed, or if you get a test and you show negative or you have the vaccine, Ticketmaster will let you in these shows. So it'll be interesting the next couple months to see what they do to open up the, the music industry. But... Um, trying to get hobbies, uh, in a social distancing, um, environment. Um, you have to, you find yourself out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you, you can't go to the gym. You're not going to Chuck E. Cheese. You know what I mean, though? Th- this takes me back to the, um, a few years ago, we went to, uh, we were doing, we were touring around with, a uh, a punk band. And they had booked a show on the Navajo Indian Reservation in like northern Arizona. And they did a show out in the middle of a field. Like they had a whole setup. And it's like, you know, maybe we need to go back to that. I don't know. Like, because that was a really interesting concept. And it was a cool show until certain things started happening. But, um, (laughs) 
you know, it was like, we're out in the middle of nowhere that nobody, nobody could hear you for miles around. The music was loud. The people were cool, you know, and it's like, maybe we go back out to field shows and just see what happens. Hey, there's nothing wrong with the field shows, man. Those are sometimes the best, the, the, the best environments. Uh, the music festivals, you can run around with no shoes on. Yep. It's a blast. You bring your blankets, your tents, camp and hang out. You have the stars as your, as your lights. I mean, yep. it's like, let's go. Yep. I, I'm super down for that. So um, what is your favorite musical memory? You know, uh, favorite. And it could be like the first time you heard a song or like a show or, you know. I have, I have two. So okay. the first, the first one would be going to my, going to Barry Manilow with my mom. Like, uh, she, she needed a date. <laughs> so I was her date and I was a kid. So I wasn't really, I, I, I knew a couple of his songs cause she'd always sing those songs, but yeah. that's one of, one of my first memories is like, she, she, t she took me to the show and she was just rocking out to Barry Manilow and having such a great time. And it was such a fun experience. Um, right. Plus, she spoiled me with a bunch of candy, <laughs> which kept me going. Second one is going up to a music festival at the Gorge, Washington, and uh, sitting in front of the main stage. And it was probably about 1 or 2 o'clock. And this was probably four or five years ago. So if you go look at the Gorge, Washington, there was a music festival up there. And 21 Pilots was playing. Nice. And I've never heard of them. Okay. Uh, we're like, who is this band? And it was before they were an arena band. Yeah. And we, and then they were on at like one or two, one, one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon. And the, the there wasn't a, a huge crowd. I mean, there was a, a big crowd, and any band would be happy with the crowd they had. But it wasn't like for the main stage at nighttime, like, like yeah. packed place. But sitting there watching Twenty One Pilots perform and jumping on our phones, like, who are these guys? Yeah. And it was just such an amazing experience to watch those guys perform. And ever nice. since then, I mean, we looked on our, on our phones, we're like, when will they be in uh, Sacramento next? So we looked, looked it up and they were going to be in Sacramento later that year. And we went and saw them at Ace of Spades, which is a small venue for them. I, I, they probably wouldn't even come back there and perform until maybe many years from now, but yeah. um, it was a thousand person venue and it was, it was our, it was already sold out. So we ended oh. up having to work our way into getting some tickets, but that was another uh, a great new, uh, memory. Nice. Uh, of, of like bump, bumping our heads into like, whoa, we're at this venue. We don't know who they are. Yeah. And this is one of the biggest bands around and almost every one of their songs is amazing. Yeah. And they're yeah. just two guys on stage just rocking out. Was yeah. cool. Yeah, that's, all, that's really awesome. That reminds me of, oh, what was it? Three years ago, we, uh, Jeff, my audio engineer for Live and Amplified, we went to a bluegrass festival down in the Florida Keys. And it, it was our second year going to this festival like we were doing like media press type stuff and we were looking at the lineup and there was this kid by the name of billy strings i'm sure you know who he is or have heard the name, heard the name. Uh, and i'm just sitting there, i'm like man i don't know who this kid is and everybody's talking about him like he's the greatest musician ever and so he, uh, we wait for his set to come up and he just jumps on there and he owns the stage. Like, it's amazing. And then three years later, he's playing on Jimmy Kimmel, doing Red Rocks live streams and hanging out with Post Malone. It's like... It's amazing, huh? Like, yeah. it, it's such a treat. It's yeah. such a treat. Yeah. It's That's, like, we, we were 
seeing this band that was the following year, a major arena band, just right on their final stages or leg of their, of their smaller tour. Yeah. And we were, we were like, wow, these guys are so amazing. Yeah. So, and this was right before they did the, uh, the song for uh, Suicide Squad, probably, right? You know, this was in 2000, I want to say 15. I'd have yeah. to go look it up. It was yeah, around so 2015. That was like right on their upright, uptick. That was like right as they were really starting to grow. And they were, pro yeah, no, that's amazing. That's yeah, so they came out and their drummer was on a, on a piece of plywood. And uh, the crowd, I mean, and the, the crowd, I mean, it was, it was, they all moved up front to the front of the stage and, okay. and they started carrying him around and then he was beating on this drum and he was dumping water on this drum and he, and you could just see more people like, who are these guys? Who are these guys? And they start just funnel, funneling in, funneling in, but they did the same thing. They owned the stage. They owned all of us with their performance. Nice. And I, I think that's kind of how you can tell who's going to go somewhere like when you're just kind of watching those moments it's like okay you you know they're going somewhere they're doing something or yeah you can feel it yeah totally like especially even if it's something they haven't even announced yet you could tell it's like oh these guys have no clue but we're gonna play and that, and that goes back to the psychological thing like it gave me tingles like chills mm -hmm. like you, you, everyone has that different feeling but when you're sitting there in this audience of people you're getting the chills from watching these people and the, the other people are getting their heartstrings pulled the same way you're like whoa it just once you have that feeling you're like these guys are great yeah, absolutely <laughs> you, just, you know um so with the pandemic kind of keeping everything at bay for the moment um what's kind of the plan moving forward for your career, uh, music you're you you've obviously got your second single you're getting ready to release are you working on the music video for that one currently or is that one already shot like what's kind of the plan moving forward? we have the music video shot for that one okay uh, on monday we're gonna make a few edits to that we're gonna uh re redo uh some of the intro and the outro of that mm -hmm. one but nice. that one uh that one's done so we'll release a third one, uh, maybe sometime in March or April, and then um, hopefully a couple right after that. But uh, we have some music videos teed up uh, and, and done. I don't want to say 100% done because we'll probably make changes to those as well. But we're going to release some more singles next year. We're going to work on booking shows, and we're going to work on releasing a whole album, um, hopefully next year. Uh, and we'll figure out a date for that okay. as well. Are it, so you're purposely uh, putting a lot of time in between these songs, like three months or whatever. Was there a thought about um, releasing them quicker, like maybe every six weeks, or yeah, we'll, yeah, we're gonna start releasing them quicker. You're absolutely right. Those are the conversations we were having last week. Okay. Um, this one we're working we're working with um, the country radio stations, um, the Music Row. Um, so. That, that takes several months to work through that process. Mm -hmm. And um, what I was told is you don't want to put another single out and confuse the marketplace. So we wanted to give that one some time and then release the next one, give that one a little bit, of, give that one some time and then start re releasing them more rapidly. Gotcha. It, it's the goal. Or maybe releasing an EP in the, or, or the album or vice versa. So we're trying, we're just learning the process and seeing what's work, what, what works, what doesn't work and what we need to do moving forward on each single because it's so like this song's going to be different than the next one. Yeah. It's and that demographic. Hopefully, we keep this demographic and grow the next demographic. Yeah. 
and then we have to figure out yeah that, to that's going to be the one thing that really throws you for a loop is since your first song was one had one specific sound style and you're releasing a second one it's going to throw all your analytics off like it, it's going to be really confusing because the people that like the first one probably won't like the second one or may not you know you never know so that that'll be really interesting to see how that helps grow your fan base because like the the whole i i get the whole idea because you want to draw in that other part of the fan base but you also don't want to lose the, the yeah. You, yeah. yeah so it's just one of those things it's like i, I mean I just wanted to make music just to make it and have fun and let friends and family listen to it. And, and now going into the music business itself, like the actual business side of it mm-hmm. and figuring out analytics and, and all that stuff and how to market a song. I mean, it, it's tough and there's mm-hmm. a lot that goes into it and it really comes down to uh, the likability of the song and how it relates to people is really first and foremost. And then secondly is how do you get it in front of people so they like it and relate to it. And that's the difficult part because there's tens and hundreds of thousands of people out there just like me trying to do the same thing. Um, And it's trying to get to that audience of people in that demographic and putting your song in front of them. It's like any brand or product, right? I mean, it's like fruit loops. Uh, My kids, my, my youngest kid watches uh, this show called blimp blippy. (laughs) And when he first started watching it a year or so ago, um, it was just, you turn on Blippi on YouTube and it just plays. Now you have to sit through a 45 second or a minute Fruit Loops ad at the beginning. And then like every three to five minutes, there's another Fruit Loops ad and another Fruit Loops ad. So Fruit Loops says, hey, we know we can get front of, in front of these kids and hopefully they like our product so much they're going to keep coming back to it when they're older. But it's like, how do you get in front of these people? Yeah. So marketing is, it's tough. Absolutely. So kind of going through this whole process of writing, recording, and now releasing music, now that you've got your first single out, what's the, uh, what's one thing you've learned about this entire process that you're going to take forward in your career? You know, there's several of them, but um, yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, Really, um, I guess just be patient and note the song, the songs are what they are. That's really what it comes down to. Um, I don't have any record label behind me. So it's, 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 it's like, Hey Dave, um, (laughs) you're giving us the product. We can do what we can to market it, but you have to, you have to kind of give us, you have to give us content. Mm -hmm. So coming up with content, I think is a a really big factor and, part of that content would be, I mean, it's going to be pictures. It's going to be teaser videos. It's going to be, um, just, I mean, the, the personality of the artist, which would be me. Um, um, it's going to be the songs, the style of the songs. I mean, it's just a whole package, but having content and giving it to your marketing department and then allowing them to do what they do with it. Um, and then just keep keeping, uh, I'm just going to keep creating music. That's another one too. Just keep creating it and keep yep. putting it out there and, and have fun with it. So ha- having fun, if I nail it down is going to be the number one uh, yep. thing that I've learned from it. Because when I first, when we first, it was leading up to releasing the song, um, a lot of anxiety set in and I was really nervous about just opening my diary and my book as a person and, and letting people starting to read, read the pages of that. And, and, and then uh, after releasing it, it was like, whoa, it was still an, a, a nervous feeling. And I, and I was like, uh, it was becoming very stressful. And then um, 
I said, you know, just, I need to go back to just having fun. I mean, just have fun and it's going to do whatever it's going to do. I mean, you're not going to have any control over it, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's really what I've learned most. Awesome. Absolutely. You know, the, the takeaway from that is you just have to have fun. You have to be authentic to yourself and everything else will come to you. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yep. So, um, so where can everybody find you online? Where can they find your music? You know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, they can find my website at DaveHerreraLive.com. That's Dave, H-E-R-R-E-R-A-L-I-V-E.com. And if you um, go to that website, you can, there's, there's links there to go to social media platforms like Instagram. The Instagram's Dave Herrera Live. Um, you can, it'll take you to my uh, personal Facebook and then also the music Facebook page. Uh, it'll take you to the YouTube so you can watch the video um, and you can check out the video. So we'd really appreciate it if you guys go out there and check it out and show some support because it's tough uh, to get in front of people and shows like this. And Tom, I want to thank you for your support. It allows us to get in front of uh, your, your viewers and listeners as well. Absolutely. Well, once again, I want to thank you so much, Dave, for jumping on here and sitting down to chat. Whenever you have something else you want to talk about or when your next single kind of gets, uh, gets announced, you know, like officially and all that stuff, I'd love to have you back on to talk about that one. And uh, anytime you want to come on and just talk about music, we're, I'm always down to have you on. Yeah, I would love to. I appreciate it, Tom. We'd love to. Um, and I, I'll share some of the teaser stuff with you on the, on the next song and uh, get your input of what you think about the vibe and what kind of feel, uh, what, what it gives you as a feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'd love to be a part of that. And, you know, it just, it's always fun to give feedback, good, bad, you know, good, bad, indifferent, you know, it's just always fun to kind of be a part of that, that, that moment of, like, this is what it does for me. This is the feeling I get, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. I, it allows us to just kind of figure out what, what that song's doing and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks well, for having me, especially yeah. on a Friday night too. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's Friday after Thanksgiving in the middle of a pandemic. It's like, <laughs> what uh, else are we doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, in about four minutes, I've got a bottle of whiskey. I'm about to crack open. So <laughs> sounds good. I'm going to open some wine, man. And probably just hang out. So yeah, absolutely. But once again, thank you so much for jumping on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you guys later. All right. Take care, Tom.